0: Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
1: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show in its 16th year now on voiceamerica.com and also now on iTunes. And today we're talking about remedies, nature's best remedies, which is the name of this book uh, published by National Geographic. We're talking to Dr. Tarina Lodog. And she has compiled and been an editor for this book and written the foreword. It's about top medicinal herbs, spices, and foods for health and well-being. And the book was written by Nancy Hajeski. And Dr. Lodog is here to tell us a lot about the book, what she's doing in her practice, and and also what are some of the top herbs, spices, and foods that we should be thinking about. And the book is absolutely beautiful. Um, I highly recommend it beautifully done. The pictures are elegant and it's easy to understand. Welcome, Tarina. Welcome, Dr. Lodow. Thank
2: you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah great to nice have to you on. to be here.
1: So I, I'd like to ask you about how, uh, how this book came to be, because although definitely Nancy Hajeski wrote it, you compiled it and a lot of people contributed. So explain how this all came to be.
2: Well, I've been working with National Geographic, oh gosh, since 2009, so about 10 years, and I've done uh, The Guide to Medicinal Herbs, Life is Your Best Medicine, Fortify Your Life and Healthy at Home, so I've done a lot of books with National Geographic, and Nancy Hageski was um, wanting to compile and put together... This Nature's Cures, Nature's Remedies book, and of course they asked if you know if if I would you know review it, look at it because this is my area of expertise. I have to just say I think Nancy did an absolutely exquisite job. I think she took complicated information and made it very user friendly. And then National Geographic, their photographers and editors that put Mm -hmm. these books together and find these stunning photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just think this is such a, a A useful book for anybody to have at home. I I just, you know, I'm somebody that uses a lot of herbs, uses a lot of natural remedies in my practice as a physician, but also just in my own personal life. And I think this is a book that really can um, help guide people, even if you know about it or if you're just starting to learn about it. I think there's something for everybody. It's
1: actually a coffee table book. I mean, it's so beautiful that really just to sit on your coffee table, you know, let somebody look through it. It's just beautiful just beautiful. so yeah so let's um why don't you pick i mean because you do this every day and you have thousands i'm sure what would you say to our listeners and to, let's start with herbs you know if if they're a beginner at this what would be in your opinion an herb they should use often that would really help them
2: oh gosh you know I think that it really depends upon who you are. There's um, there's a class of herbs called adaptogens, which are plants that help our bodies adapt better to stress. Meaning that that when we're under stress—physical, physiologic, or emotional stress—our bodies are better able to be resilient during those times. And I think that 21st century, you know, living. Is very challenging, Mm -hmm. and I think that these adaptogens can be very useful. And one that I I find myself recommending quite a lot is called ashwagandha. This is an herb that originally comes from India. Um, It has been used for, you know, at least 2,000 years as a plant that... um, Rasayana, which is a plant that it, 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 that was believed in the Ayurvedic medicine tradition of India to help impart health and wellness. And, uh, and the studies show that it actually can be very good for countering stress. Uh, it can help alleviate anxiety. It helps with energy. I find that for many people, ashwagandha is a very useful herb to take if you find yourself feeling wired and tired. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is you feel just like just tense kinda of all day. You're just blowing and going mm-hmm. all day. And then you're exhausted by five or six o'clock at night. You come home, you do everything you need to do and at nine o'clock you fall into bed exhausted and your eyes pop open. Mm-hmm. And it's like mm-hmm. you got your second wind. Yes. And patients often tell me, they describe this kind of phenomena where they're just so tired, but then they don't sleep well. Hard to fall asleep, hard to turn their brain off. That's very much a classic kind of ashwagandha um, hmm. archetype, if you will. The studies are very good for its safety. Um, there's been studies showing that it can help people also with you know, food cravings, and, and which often are driven by stress. So it's one that I often recommend, and and because... You know, you can you can take it in a capsule but you can also I make Ashwagandha milk, I put it with almond milk, some cardamom, black pepper and drink it. It's very nice. And the mm. other one I would say is probably Where let me another just ask that, you,
1: where do you find that? Because I I have not heard of this herb. Where would I find it? In any health food store?
2: Yes. Oh yes. It is one of the top selling and one of the most searched. Herbs now, so growing in popularity as we have more and more studies coming out. Okay. So you know, online uh, at reputable places, and then certainly your natural grocery stores or natural health stores will all have this. Okay, all right, and another and then one. The second, the second would be turmeric, which I know everybody's yes. familiar with, but I think we underestimate how many things in modern lifestyle typically drive inflammation. You know, from all the sugar we eat to all the refined carbs, obesity itself, when we put on a little weight around the midsection, that drives inflammation. Uh, There's so many things that just lead us to have this chronic, low-grade inflammation in the body, and turmeric is very useful for helping to dial that back. So Mm -hmm. turmeric can be very useful for uh, people who have, you know, some arthritis or are looking basically systemically or in their gut to have a little bit less inflammation. I love turmeric. I mean, I just love it. There was a review that came out, oh gosh, within the last six to nine months. It was by Tufts reviewers. So from Tufts University, their reviewers looked at um, turmeric and its compounds called curcumin, and they found that it should be, that the evidence is such that it should be considered as as an alternative or adjunctive treatment for people that are living with arthritis, because let's face it, we cannot keep put, putting people on all this pain medication. Right. Uh, we, we've seen the problems with that. Yeah. And yeah. even, you know, ibuprofen, uh, which I think is an excellent, you know, pain reliever, it's meant for sort of acute use and, and is contraindicated in people who have heart disease. So, you know, turmeric may turn out to be something we can add more to our diet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love golden yeah. milk. Yeah, there's been a online. lot, so much written on turmeric, and I've interviewed people oh, on turmeric.
1: I take it every I day. Love and it. it has helped do me. You, do you take it as a every supplement, day. or how do you use it? I take it as a supplement, and sometimes yes. I drink it as a tea as well.
0: Yes. Yes. Yep. And, so and I, I will, you know, and I will
1: a, say that I have some mild arthritis that doesn't bother me because I exercise all the time and I use these herbs. So it, what it, other I, herbs I'm do able, you use? I'm able to move and not
2: worry about it too and much. And have as much pain? Yeah. Patients tell me this all the time. And you know, sometimes it can be a little subtle, right? If you've had some aches and pains for a while yes. and then you're thinking, I think it's helping. And then I say, well, look, you know, if you want to do a little test on yourself, just stop taking it for three or four weeks and see how you feel. Invariably, not all, but many people you know, come back and say, gosh, I, it I, was doing more than I thought. I
1: want to ask you this, Tarina, because it's so hot right now. I would feel remiss if I didn't ask you. You probably know what I'm going to ask you about. But the hottest new thing that everyone's talking about, and it's very misunderstood, and that's the CBD oil. And, I, I, and if you could
2: address that, uh, I think that would be helpful. Sure. So, so in, in a, in a cannabis plant, you have uh, about a, a hundred phytocannabinoids, right? So you have a bunch of these, the, these cannabinoids. THC is one that most people know. That is what gives you that euphoric feeling when people take, uh, marijuana, when they take cannabis sativa as marijuana. You can also, in that plant and also in hemp, there are this range of compounds that are known as cannabidiols. And CBD, or these CBDs, are not euphoric, but they do have um, some anxiety-relieving properties. Uh, They have some seizure-relieving properties. That's why there's uh, Epidiolex is a prescription drug now available that's a CBD drug. And it also has some pain-relieving activity. Now, a lot of... This is, like, really early in our research, I just have to be honest, because... We have considered cannabis a Class 1 or Schedule 1 drug in the United States, which has prevented hardly any research from being done on this plant. I mean, it's just been Mm. crazy. And so we're just now starting to get real research being published on it. Anecdotally, I will tell you that many patients tell me, oh, I'm taking this CBD they usually ask, "Is it okay?" Right? You know, and then I ask, "Tell me why you're taking it." And they say, "Well, it just makes me feel better. I'm less tense, mm-hmm. or I'm less anxious. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping better." Um, so I I think that, you know, we're going to find it maybe does some things better than others that will separate anecdote from. True science, right. but but I, there's I also different there's strains, or you have
1: to be, you have to know what you're buying, correct? Because there's different grades and different ways that it's made.
2: Not all well, CBD oils a, are the there's same. There's a lot of that, but right now I'd say that it's uh, you have to. It's difficult also because there's a lot of marketing going on. Yes. Um, this is a very young industry. I was at a natural foods expo uh, on the west coast in Anaheim uh, just a couple of months ago, and. The first day was a day from leading experts on hemp and CBD. And the people that put on the expo said 172 companies submitted their products to be able to come and and show their goods at this expo. Patricia, only two of those companies actually met FDA label regulations. 170 were products that just, were kind of out there. And mm-hmm. and this kind of shows what happens when you get something that's very young. It was, you know, CBD was being sold and the FDA didn't even allow it and it was still being sold. So I, am, I really think cannabis and hemp have a lot to offer. I think that right now, you know, if you're in a state where you have dispensaries and things like that, your dispensary may be a good place to give you guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, you just need to do your research, look yeah. for... You know, organic hemp and a broad spectrum cannabidiol, uh, CBD product. Yeah. All right, all right. We're going to take a break, and when we come
1: back, I want to spend some time about talking about spices and foods for health and well-being. I mean, you're such a wealth of knowledge, Trina. we we'll just have to have you back. I mean, it, it, there's so much here, but you've given us some great things on herbs, and now I want to move right after the break to spices and foods. My guest is Dr. Trina Lodog, MD. She's an award-winning clinician of the year, and she is helping us um, understand this wonderful book National Geographic's Nature's Best Remedies and she wrote the foreword to the book and it is written by Nancy Hajeski and again this is an authoritative guide that can energize your body and enrich your life all right stay tuned folks you're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com America's Voice we'll be right back
2: Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you understand your feline friends as well as you'd like? Why do they behave the way they do? If behavior issues get out of hand, How do you fix things? Get the answers and more when you listen to Cat Talk Radio with host Molly DeVos. We'll give you the straight facts, offer some tried and tested ideas, and alert you as to what's being done in this country and worldwide to save cats and shelter challenges. Cat Talk
0: Radio on Voice America Variety. Have you found the beauty inside of you?
1: And I'm Patricia Raskin, and we are talking to Dr. Tarina Lodog. She's an MD, and she wrote the foreword for this amazing book by National Geographic called Nature's Best Remedies, Top Medicinal Herbs, Spices, and Foods for Health and for Well-Being, and it was written by Nancy Hajeski. It is just a beautiful book. I mean, it should sit on, on your table so people can see it. There's so much here in terms of showing you pictures of the herbs and the foods and the spices and explaining in in very easy terms how you can use them. So welcome back, Trina, Dr. Lodog. Thank you. And yes, and people can also find you on your website, which is?
2: D-R-L-O-W-D-O-G, DrLodog.com. And you you can follow me on Facebook and you can sign up for our newsletters um, that are full of Lots of good health information.
1: Wonderful. Okay. All right, let's
2: move over to spices
1: and foods. Let's pick top spices that you you really love, that you think are very helpful in
2: general or specifically. Right. So so I would just say that um, when you're looking at spices and culinary herbs, if you're thinking of them both in that way, culinary herbs as well, I think having lots of garlic, onions, and leek should be part of everybody's diet. Um, The health benefits are hard to surpass. These are also prebiotic foods, which are very, very important for your colonic health and your microbiome. So those are kind of, I would just say those are kind of standards. Some that you may be less familiar, one of my favorites is saffron. Now, saffron, um, yeah, saffron, uh, these little beautiful little stigmas Mm -hmm. or styles or what people call threads come from the saffron crocus. And mm-hmm. they're absolutely beautiful, and they're hand-picked, which is why saffron tends to be a little expensive because... Very expensive. You, w- I used to make Women pie, have yeah. to go yeah. hand-pick so. these, these saffron threads. Yeah. They've That's been used beautiful. as medicine, though, as well as food, for more than 3,000 years that we are aware of. They have a lot of health benefits, but one of the most intriguing areas for me are the benefits for mood. Um, a number of studies have shown that it can... Um, alleviate mild forms of depression, ease anxiety, ease premenstrual syndrome. It has, in my experience, actually many people who take saffron report having more energy and just feeling their mood improves. Um, And it's interesting when you talk to people who grew up in areas where saffron was part of their diet, um, there are lots of folk tales around its ability to lift the mood and lift the spirits. So saffron is expensive. You can um, you know you can buy it from places like Mountain Rose Herbs or Frontier Herbs um, Cooperative. Uh, there are places you can buy really high quality of saffron for less money. So I would just mm-hmm. I, I had to throw that one out there because it's one that I think is beautiful and yes. we're just learning so much about.
1: Yeah, I, I remember love... using it a lot in paella. It's it's one of yes. the staples for that dish. Yes.
2: Yeah. And it just smells so beautiful. It tastes so good. Um, I like. Uh, I obviously like the turmerics and the gingers a lot, but I would also say cinnamon is, is, an, is a, a spice that many people are aware of um, but maybe don't know some of the distinctions between the different species. There's a true cinnamon and then sort of what we call a false cinnamon. So true cinnamon um, is is from Ceylon or Sri Lanka, and, and the cassia cinnamons are from mostly from China and Southeast Asia. If you've ever had true cinnamon, it has a much smoother flavor and a much better mm. taste. It's also lower in coumarins, making it a little healthier for you. But both species of cinnamon can be very, very healthy for people's blood sugar and for their
1: metabolism.
2: How I do you know? How you, can you find the true cinnamon?
1: In the health food store too well, can.
2: Right. So, and if you're buying it, um, you know, oftentimes it will say, um, uh, Ceylon cinnamon, so it okay. still has its old name of Ceylon. And right. if it says Cassia, C-A-S-S-I-A, your, your Cassia cinnamomum, you're getting the false species or the Cassia species. Uh, and that is okay. what's sold mostly in this country. So if you want the true cinnamon, you, know, you need to go to a health food store and actually ask for it. Okay. But,
1: uh, Let I want to ask you. I want I have a question. This is really a me question, but I think I'm not alone sure, here. Sure. Spicy food. Spicy food is something that doesn't work for me. If you know, if I uh, eat very hot, whether it's uh, an Asian food that's very hot or spicy, it just um I, my system can't tolerate it. Now, I don't know if that's common. I don't know if that's good or bad, but I wanted to ask you about you know food that's spicy.
2: So you know, some people do say I, I live in New Mexico, where everybody eats a lot of chili, and so you get newcomers here going, "Oh my gosh, you know that's so spicy." I think part of it is how you grew up, um, you know, just what you're used to. Some, you know, the, uh, to me, the American palate itself, though, is fairly bland. It's salt and pepper. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like a lot of ethnic cuisines from around the world that use a lot of spices. I have to tell you that some are spicier than others. Coriander tends to be quite well-tolerated. Caraway, yes. you know, yes. which you, know, you find in sauerkraut and some other dishes, caraway is, is quite gentle and flavorful, but mm-hmm. not spicy in that hot kind of spice. So mm. maybe try to experiment with some of the less um, pungent or yes. heating of the spices. But mm-hmm. make no mistake, One of the things that I think we often forget when we look at other cultures and we talk about how healthy their diet is or their overall health, one of the things that we often overlook is the number of spices and culinary herbs that they use, the basils, the oreganos, the thyme, the sage, the coriander, the cardamoms. These spices are powerhouses. They are packed in compounds that have anti-inflammatory, anti-oxidant, you know, anti-cancer properties. And so when those are included in your diet in small amounts over many years of Mm -hmm. eating these types of diets, you cannot underestimate their beneficial effects.
0: Uh, okay. And just eating
2: a lot of salt is not a great idea. It's it's right. less healthy than, than spices and culinary herbs and can have more adverse effects. So I give a lot of ethnic cookbooks uh, away for Christmas presents, um, along with really nice... I take uh, test tubes, little test tubes, and I put mm. uh, beautiful fresh spices in them and then put a little calligraphy label around them, and I put those in the box, the Christmas present with wonderful. the cookbook. Yeah. and. Yeah. You you can't know how many of my friends and family have said over the years, uh, or even some of my, my special patients who've said, "Wow, like I was a little nervous, but then I, I started making some of these recipes and using some of these spices yeah. and herbs, and you know I really love I loved it, and it's a lovely oh, gift. Great. It's a gift of Wonderful. health. So all right, we've got I, a few I, minutes I, left, I say So play let's play with move some into of the Philips. less spicy ones. You know, pardon, what did you say? It, it, play with some of the less heating okay. or pungent yeah. ones. Start okay. with some of the more gentle types of spices, um, but do include them in your diet, anise and fennel and cardamoms, corianders, yep. et cetera. Yes,
1: and I, those I have had. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you. Foods. Before we got four minutes left, so I want to get foods in. Do's and don'ts.
2: Eat lots and lots and lots and lots of plants, um, and I just mean that, lots of plants. And be adventurous, include some of the things like artichokes and, and you know, bananas and, and uh, chicory roots and dandelion greens and lots of things that are loaded in prebiotics. I mean, I just think the studies continue to show Americans get hardly any dietary fiber and now everybody's gluten-free and, I mean, a lot of people just are not getting enough fiber. So make sure you're getting lots of plants in your diet um, and be adventurous with them. I would say there is a few, there are no superfoods. They're all great foods if they're whole and minimally processed. But beets, I'm kind of in a beet trip right now. I love beets. I just Mm -hmm. wrote a chapter for Dr. Mark Houston's book that will be coming out next year. He's an amazing cardiologist and he wanted me to do on botanicals and hypertension for his book. And I wrote this huge section on beets because the, the data on beets for your cardiovascular system for endurance, for, you know, people who are working out, and for your blood pressure, it's just amazing. So beets induce something called nitric uh, oxide in the body. They're a a rich source of dietary nitrate, and they just are amazingly good for you. So eating more golden beets, red beets, or even considering a beet supplement if you don't like beets, um, that could be something that's very, very healthy for you. Um, So melons and bananas and, you know, just... We've been eating a lot of dandelion greens. I'm going to be really honest. I live out on a large ranch in northern New Mexico, and I've probably got, you know, 300,000 dandelion. I'm not kidding. Mm. They're everywhere, fields mm. of dandelion. And wow. I've been going out and picking the greens, and we've been eating a lot of dandelion green stir-fry. And they're delicious. And they're rich prebiotics, which mean that they're feeding my microbiota, um, and, they're, and they're healthy for me. So we go through a lot of foods in the book. So you just find the foods that you think are really interesting to you. Look them up, and I tell you, you're going to find them in the book, what's healthy about them, how to add more to your diet. But, you know, minimally processed, wholesome, and as diverse as you can make it. Lots of diversity in your diet. Eat with the seasons. Eat with the seasons. Eat what's in season. Um, and you'll find that your gut feels better and you feel better. This is wonderful. How can people find the book and your work? Well, the book is available through National Geographic. You can just put in Nature's Best Remedies by National Geographic. I hope you do buy it or give it as a gift, too. Keep one for yourself. It's beautiful. And if you want to get in touch with me, Um, I'm at drlodog.com, just dot com. I'd love to hear from you. We have classes out at our ranch. People love to come out here. We grow more than 50 medicinal plants. We teach people how to make their own herbal remedies and identify plants in the wild. We have a great time. Um, And I just appreciate the work that you do on your radio show bringing this information to the people.
1: Yeah, that's that's my that's my purpose on the planet. And it's very exciting to meet people like you, Trina. Question about your retreats. Do you have them several times a year as well as workshops? (laughs) You
2: do retreats. We do, and they are available. um, You can find out all about them on our website. Um, We do some online classes. We have a fabulous free medicine-making course going on right now, so you can learn to make some of your own medicine at home. Uh, My daughter put that together. And so we have lots of things available to help you learn more about staying healthy and being at your best. Mm,
1: Thank you so much. This is wonderful, really, so informative and and fun. Thank you for being on the program.
2: Thank Thank you. you. Have a great day. Dr.
1: Trina, yeah, stay on the line for a second. All right, folks, that wraps up this half hour. Stay tuned. We have another interview next for you right here on the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show.